Hey everyone, welcome back to the second episode of Confessions of a Rare Disease Mama. I am your host, Jillian Arnold. that you guys decided to come back and give it another listen. I'm going to apologize in advance for uh, maybe some of the not-so-spectacular editing that I did on the last one, um, and possibly on this one too, (laughs) but I am figuring out how to edit these on GarageBand kind of as I go. I've been putting off starting this podcast for a while because I kind of want like everything to be perfect and I want to be like an expert in garage band before I put the content out there. But then everyone I've talked to who has podcasts said, you know, everyone's a little touch and go in the very beginning. And the most important thing is to just get your content out there and the rest will kind of fall into place. So that is exactly what I'm doing. So again, I apologize in advance. Hopefully things will get better and better as we go on. We have had one hell of a week over here at the Arnold household. Um, where to begin? Oh gosh. So I'm, I want to say first and foremost, I am someone who very much believes kind of like what you put out into the universe comes back to you. So, you know, kind of like the law of attraction type thing. So I try not to, complain a whole lot or, um, kind of like live in a negative headspace. I always like to try and kind of see the positive of everything and kind of live in that positive headspace. But sometimes guys, it is impossible and that's okay. Cause we are human and we are dealing with a lot. So I am giving myself a little grace and this week has just been really hard. We started our week off Monday with, at 5.30 in the morning, I hear my husband screaming my name. So I jump out of bed and run down the hall and see him laying on the hardwood floor in his underwear, if you can imagine that. Uh, he was laying on his back, and I was like, oh, my God, what's wrong? And he is like, I did something to my back. I, I've been laying here for 20 minutes. Like, I can't get up. So I ran and got him some ibuprofen. I was like maybe five minutes away from actually calling an ambulance, but we kind of were like, okay, let's take the ibuprofen. I put a heating pad on his back and I was like, why don't you just lay there for a little bit and then we'll see if we can get you up. So he ended up laying there for like two and a half hours, just like in so much pain. And he is uh, definitely one of those macho guys who doesn't ever show pain. So the fact that he was crying out in pain told me that this was very painful for him. Also, Two weeks ago, I rolled my ankle really bad. I tore a couple ligaments and I have had to wear a boot on my foot for like the next four weeks. So I am running down the hallway with this boot on my leg. My husband's on the floor. Both of the kids are waking up and it was just a hot mess. So eventually I was able to get my husband up off the floor two and a half hours later, but he was pretty much incapacitated for the rest of the day and the next maybe two days after that. So we had Roman's nurse. My son has a nurse that comes three days a week and helps out. She got to our house around 930. 
I'm kind of running around like a chicken with my head cut off um, because we also had some people show up that morning to put in a cement pad in our backyard um, as part of Roman's Make-A-Wish. So his wish is to get a hot tub put in our backyard. So this was the, the first step. And they showed up that morning to do that. So I'm trying to deal with these cement people. And then at the same exact time, I had somebody call me back for I was I was worried about possible identity theft with some something that was going on with one of my credit cards. So you know how that goes where you kind of like have to wait for them to call you back and then you have to talk to them when they call you because it takes forever to get in touch with somebody through those automated systems. So they called me at the exact same time. So I have my husband laying on the couch, me running around with this boot on my foot. I'm trying to move cars around in our driveway to make space. Then I forgot that Roman had PT. So she was texting me. She's like, hey, where should I park? There's no room in your driveway. It was just like the Monday mornings of all Monday mornings. I ended up taking my husband to the doctor to get his back checked out and forgot that Stella, my daughter, had a therapy as well, her speech therapy. I just completely forgot about until like four hours after the appointment. So that was awesome. All in all, my husband's been on steroids and painkillers and his back feels a lot better today. A few days later, he's actually able to help me with the kids a little bit today, which has been super helpful. And then Tuesday, we had our nurse call us in the morning and let us know that her mom was sick. So um, she had to go take care of her and was unable to come to work the rest of the week. And uh, let's see, I also had to call the post office again because I have a lost package. I tried to mail a little package out to um, a boy out in California who has the same diagnosis as my kids. I'm um, friendly with his mom. We talk a lot because she's trying to get her son access to the same treatment as we're getting our kids. So we put together a little care package type thing for him and it got lost in the mail. So I've been dealing with that as well. But the real icing on the cake is the email that I got from Roman and Stella's geneticist today. Let me back up. I know on my last episode, I briefly touched on the therapies that my kids are doing, um, the enzyme replacement therapy that they're currently on, and that we are currently in the process of trying to get access to a second medication um, for their disease that would potentially slow down or maybe even stop the um, disease progression in the brain. So we have been going at this for about, I don't know, seven months now with this second medication. And it has been just such a frustrating process. Neither of these uh, treatments are FDA approved yet. Although their enzyme replacement therapy that they are on should hopefully be getting FDA approved by this summer. It was already submitted and it actually just got approved in Japan, which was a really big deal because it's the first ever approved therapy for their disease. So that was a huge kind of milestone. My son started his infusions about a year before my daughter. 
or maybe like eight months before my daughter. And that was like a year long battle to get him started on those. He's been on them for well over a year now. And what this drug kind of does is basically it reverses damage done to the body from the neck down. So kids with their diagnosis uh, of ASMD, they typically have enlarged livers and spleens, which causes a very distended abdomen. They have issues with their platelets often. They have lung disease. Um, Oftentimes they require oxygen, supplemental oxygen, along with just a whole host of other things, low muscle tone, weak core strength, all sorts of stuff. And then in addition to that, there's the neurological disease, which basically it's progressive. So it it's essentially like a baby Alzheimer's. So they just start losing skill after skill after skill very rapidly, which is obviously very heartbreaking to watch as a parent with, you know, it's hard enough to watch it with one kid, but then we have a second one. So we have to like relive this whole process all over again. So basically their infusions have worked beautifully at reversing damage done from the neck down. So their liver and spleens are shrinking back to normal size. Their bellies are no longer distended. Um, My son doesn't have as much vomiting issues as he did in the past. I mean, we were for a while cleaning up vomit, like upwards of five times a day. It was horrible. Like we felt like we couldn't leave the house because he was throwing up so much. And we're like, why should we leave when he's just going to be puke when we're out? And it's just going to be a nightmare. It's just easier to stay home. So we kind of turned into hermits for a while, but that has gotten drastically under control now. And he no longer requires supplemental oxygen. So we've seen like a lot of really great, great benefits from this particular drug. And then my daughter just received her maintenance dose. So how this drug works is they they call it a dose escalation when they're starting out. So basically the first time they get it, they get just like a tiny, tiny amount of the drug just to get their bodies used to it. The easiest way someone explained this to me was if you think of their organs as trash cans and when they start the drug, there's trash cans are full of trash or this buildup. Um, that their body can't break down. And then every infusion they get, which is every other week, the drug comes in and it kind of like peels away a layer of garbage off of their organs or their trash can. Every other week we go in, we get a little bit more of the drug, a little bit more. And eventually when we hit the maintenance dose, which was about five months in, the idea is that their trash cans quote unquote, trash cans should be empty. And it's just maintaining that in their body from this point forward. So Stella just reached her maintenance dose last week, which was a huge milestone for us because we're like, okay, we made it. Both kids are on their maintenance dose. Like that was a freaking process, but we got here and it, the drug is working exactly how it should. And we knock on wood, didn't have any Um, crazy side effects from it or anything. Um, Both kids tolerated it really well. So now we are on to getting this second drug, which, like I said, we've been in the process of trying to get for like seven months now. And the issue we are running into currently is 
so our doctor has to basically submit to the FDA a, it's called a dual therapy IND, um, which means basically the FDA has to approve our children being on two experimental treatments at the same time, which is why it's called a dual therapy. So we had to make sure both drug companies were on board, which we got the okay from both of them months ago. And now we are currently waiting for the drug company that is in charge of their infusions. So their enzyme replacement therapy, we're waiting for them to kind of approve the protocol that our doctor submitted to them. And it's been like three or four weeks since she's done that. And I have been kindly harassing her um, about it. And I've been reaching out to this drug company, um, the patient advocate from there. And I keep getting told, you know, everything's fine. We're we're working it out. We're going to have this letter over to you really soon. Um, and today we just got an email from our doctor saying, or our kid's doctor, saying that now the drug company is saying that they don't have enough data on this other medication to feel comfortable with moving forward. I cannot express the rage that I felt reading that email this morning. I like wanted to call a million people and just like bitch them all out. Um, I didn't even know where to begin. (laughs) And then I kind of stopped, took a few deep breaths. I was like, okay, what's the next logic step? Like this isn't an option for us. So how are we going to, who am I going to contact next? Which is just like story of my life. Who do I contact next? So I ended up reaching out to the patient advocate from this drug company and I left her a voicemail asking her to call me back. And I reached out to the Wilder Nation Foundation, who we've been working very closely with through this process. We have also been raising funds for them through our Save Roman and Stella GoFundMe that we started last year. I'm going to post a link to that. You guys want to check it out. But Wilder Nation Foundation, it's just such an amazing foundation that is really just working their asses off to find treatments, effective treatments for ASMD in particular, the more severe form. We had uh, Steven, who is the founder. He came out last July with his videographer and filmed us for a few days, filmed our family and put together really incredible, just short. It's about five minutes long documentary style um, video about our journey and what we're raising money for, which is also linked on our GoFundMe. So he has been, Stephen, the the founder of it, he's been helping us a lot through this process. Um, And I had reached out to him too. So I have a phone call in a little while with him. And I also emailed Roman and Stella's doctor back who, by the way, like their doctor is amazing and we love her. And she is such an incredible advocate for our kids. I, I know that none of this is like her fault. Like I am well aware of that. I know she is doing everything possible to keep this moving forward. And she is working so hard to get our kids access to this. And there's just like certain things that are just out of her control. And that's where, um, you know, mama bear has to kind of step in and really 
go through my resources and advocate for my kids. Because let me tell you, one thing I have learned through this entire process is that it is really easy for a drug company to say no to a doctor or write off a doctor's request, but it is much harder for them to say no to a desperate parent who is trying to save their kids, which is why it has been instrumental that me and my husband and my fa- my immediate family at times have reached out and shared our personal story, shared photos of our kids, the emotions that we're going through. It's, you know, at the end of the day, the people at the drug company who are in charge are just that they're people and they can relate to you. It's just, they don't hear from parents directly often. So if I could offer one piece of advice, it would be advocate for the hell out of your children and don't rely on just the doctors to do that. You could have the most amazing doctor in the entire world, but no one is going to advocate for your kids better than you. But guys, advocating is exhausting. It is hard work and it is, it just wears on you when you have to feel like you have to fight every single day to get your children access to treatments that could potentially help them. It just is exhausting. I'm exhausted. And I just get so angry because I don't think any parent should have to work this hard to get their kids treatment for a medical condition, um, especially one as serious as my children's. It's just like, it's just so frustrating, guys. I know a lot of you out there will completely understand um, where I'm coming from, but I am choosing to stay positive. I know that we are going to get access to this very soon. Um, It's just a matter of turning people's no's or maybe's into yeses. So we will get there. It's just going to take a little bit longer than we thought, but yeah, we're going to get there. So that's kind of uh, how my week's been going. I hope you guys are having a better week than we are over here. But this is all a nice segue into what I wanted to discuss today. When Roman was first diagnosed, we were kind of just like thrust into this rare disease world, which we literally knew nothing about. No one in either of our families had ever had any health issues like this. Me and Donald are healthy adults. So this was all just a brand new experience to us. And it was really scary receiving his diagnosis, your mind first goes to like, oh my gosh, is my son going to die? Like, I can't handle that. That, and to me, that wasn't even an option. I, I'm not stupid. I I know what the statistics are for his diagnosis, but something in my gut just told me that 
listen, it's going to be okay. And dying is not an option for us. So what are we going to do? So we, the first step was taking him to see a specialist in New York, um, who her name is Dr. Wasserstein. She is one of the most knowledgeable, uh, specialists in the country regarding ASMD. So we took him there and I remember her telling us about, basically she said that there's no FDA approved treatments out there in that the, there was one treatment, which is the, their enzyme replacement therapy that both my kids are on that was in clinical trials, but the trials were all full. Um, basically there was no way for him to get on that. And even if there was a way for him to get on it, that particular treatment was only effective for the non-neurological um, form of ASMD, which at that point, she wasn't a hundred percent sure if he had the more severe form with the neurologic um, deterioration or if he had uh, the more mild form because he was still very early on in his uh, disease progression. So she couldn't really tell us one way or another, but either way, she said, even if he had the more severe form, there's literally nothing out there that can, can help at this point in time. So we left there with zero options, um, which was even more terrifying because you're given this diagnosis and then you're basically told like, there's, there's no options for treatment. So the next step was meeting with a geneticist in Cincinnati. We told him about the enzyme replacement therapy that Dr. Wasserstein had mentioned, how she said that the clinical trials were full and we're like, there's got to be a way to get access to this drug. Because even if Roman did end up having the more severe form of ASMD, which he did, which we would find out months later, we thought that at least getting him on this enzyme replacement therapy was going to help in some aspect and improve his quality of life. We knew that it had been successful at shrinking their organs back down to normal size, clearing up lungs, basically reversing damage done from the neck down from ASMD. So why not try and get our son on that? What, what was the downside to that? Yes, it was a going to be a lot of hospital time. We had to go in every other week for infusions and stay overnight. And, but that's something that we were 100% willing to do if we, if there was a chance that it was going to make our son more comfortable and improve his quality of life. That was just a decision that we personally felt strongly about. So we found a geneticist who was amazing, um, Dr. Prada. We miss him. Um, but he was a champion for our son and he agreed. He started reaching out to this drug company every other week asking if they would allow Roman to access this drug, um, basically like a compassionate care type situation because we knew that the clinical trials were full. So every other week I would email Dr. Prada and ask like, 
Hey, have you heard anything? Have you heard anything? We would check in all the time. He just kept telling me every single time, you know, they, they said, no, they said, no, not at this time. They're not doing it at this time. So for a while, we were just listening to our doctor and agree. Okay. Well, that, that sucks, but you know, Roman's doing okay at this point. Um, he hadn't seriously started regressing. So, and we, we just had our plates so entirely full with my pregnancy and, um, caring for Roman and getting him like adequate nutrition. And we, he was getting G tubes at this point. And there was just a lot of things that were taking priority at this moment in time. So yes, while we continued to reach out to our doctor, made sure he was still reaching out to the drug company every other week, which he was, but they just kept telling him no. So fast forward uh, months later and Roman starts showing signs of regression, which is now leading us to believe that he has the more severe form of ASMD. He's starting to get wobbly while he's sitting up. He is losing skills. He's babbling less. Um, he's throwing up constantly. He is losing weight. His belly is getting really big. He's looking uncomfortable. So we really started seeing all this really painful regression that was happening. And it was giving us a stronger and stronger sense of urgency to get him started on something, anything that could help him in any kind of way, which we knew that this enzyme replacement therapy was out there. It was um, safe so far as, as far as the clinical trials go, and it was showing good results within their body. We knew it didn't cross the blood brain barrier to slow down his neurological disease progression, but it was something. So after about a year um, of when our doctor initially started reaching out to this drug company, I decided I'd had enough and I was going to take matters into my own hands. I attended a family conference for the National Neiman Pick Disease Foundation because I knew that this particular drug company was very uh, prominent at it. And I did a, this was all virtual at the time because of COVID, but I attended a Zoom. Uh, it was like a happy hour type situation because I knew that there, that it was with this particular drug company. And the second they allowed other people to speak, I spoke, I told them about my kids. I got them on the screen. I started crying. Um, and they knew who we were because I had also reached out a couple times via email. I became um, in contact with their patient advocate quite frequently. Basically, I was telling anyone who would listen our story and why we were so desperate to get our children treatment. Um, and I actually ended up having all of my family members. We have some very talented writers in our family. My brother is a screenwriter out in LA and my mom was a teacher and she's a very talented writer. And so is my sister. Um, so I had our immediate family write letters, um, and send pictures and we compiled a little 
group of them and sent them to this drug company. And honestly, within about a week or two, we got a call from Roman's doctor at the time saying that the drug company got in touch with him and that he was approved to start this treatment. And I remember him saying he really didn't think that this would have happened without our family writing those letters and and pushing so hard and just being so persistent. I was still on the phone with him when my husband got home from work that evening. And I just remember we, I got off the phone and I said, Roman was approved to start treatment and we just hugged each other and started like bawling and bawling tears of joy and excitement and relief. Oh my God. Just the biggest wave of relief because we were doing something. We were no longer helpless in this situation. We got him access to something that we knew was going to help him in some way, shape or form. We knew it wasn't going to fix everything. And we knew it was going to be a really long, exhausting process, but we were doing something, something to help our son feel more comfortable and improve his quality of life. We had been told um, by certain doctors that this type of treatment wasn't necessarily recommended for kids with type A or the more severe form of ASMD just because... Yes, it would fix the bodily issues, but it it doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier. So there is still no stopping the neurological disease progression. But at the same time, we felt very strongly about starting done on this. And we just knew in our gut that it was the right thing to do for him. And that is something that I wanted to touch on was just you have to follow your parental gut instincts. Um, when, especially when it comes to stuff like this, don't just take what doctors say at face value. Yes. Doctors do the research. They, they know a lot, but they don't know everything. And there's something to be said about your mom instincts and just knowing when something is going to be right for your kids. You know your children better than anyone in this world and definitely better than doctors who see them once every few weeks or few months or however you want to put it. Um, But it's just, it's something that had we listened to doctors initially we probably wouldn't have pursued this or, you know, if we were the type of people to just succumb to what the doctors say, like, okay, they say we can't get it. And that's the end. Like, let's go home and basically watch our son deteriorate. Um, we are now about a year and a half into his infusions and he's honestly doing pretty incredible for, a kid with this diagnosis. Um, he is vomiting hardly ever now, which is a drastic change in his quality of life. And his belly is flat and he, it's not distended. He no longer requires oxygen. All of these things just 
made such a huge impact in his quality of life. And I honestly truly believe that he might not be here right now if had we not started these infusions. And despite the fact that he isn't able to talk to us, he tries to talk to us. He's still a happy boy. Um, and he is loved and he, I know he feels every ounce of our love around him every single day. But my main point for this entire episode is you're your child's biggest advocate and no one is going to be a champion for your child like you are. It is still so important that you find that medical team or that doctor who is also going to be a champion for your child and back you up in your decisions. But at the end of the day, it is really up to us as parents to get the type of care that we want for our kids. So that is where I'm going to leave you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in again to Confessions of a Rare Disease Mama. And I am very much looking forward to next week. So until then, stay safe and healthy. Bye, guys.